Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, July 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Elon Musk doesn't want Twitter anymore. Twitter says, sorry, suck it up. And cryptocurrency investing became really popular among Black Americans. Black investors typically have less money and are more likely to put that money into cryptocurrency. Now the crypto crash is hitting them especially hard. Plus a eulogy of sorts for the famed houseboats of Cairo. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Elon Musk wants to back out of his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter, but the social media company is not going to give up without a fight. Sources tell the FT Twitter hired a law firm that plans to file a lawsuit this week. They're trying to force Musk to stick to the plan and buy the company. I'm joined by the FT's Sujit Indap to help unpack yet another chapter in this ongoing saga. Hey, Sujit. Hi, Mark. Good to talk to you. So, Sujit, Musk is accusing Twitter of having false and misleading information about the number of fake and spam accounts on the on the site. Does Musk have a case here or, or enough of a case to blow up the deal? So Elon's case seems pretty flimsy. Uh, most deals, the contracts for deals are written in a way that the, the risk is on the buyer once they sign up to close the deal. It's very hard to escape. Many have tried. Over the years, uh, usually it's a, a negotiating tactic. So at least from uh, on the legal side, it feels like Elon's case is pretty thin. The question is, he is the richest man in the world and not afraid to litigate. And so uh, from Twitter's perspective, the question is just how, uh, how much hardball do they want to play in court? Yeah. And on that note, what's Twitter's approach to all this? They will seek to enforce the merger agreement. The question is, uh, in the background, will there be some kind of negotiations around a settlement? And that could be many things. That could be uh, Elon paying a termination fee uh, or damages of some sort for potentially billions of dollars, but less than the $44 billion deal value. So uh, expect there to be parallel paths here inside and outside of court. Yeah. So that that termination fee you mentioned, that would be a billion dollars Musk would have to pay. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah. So there is uh, this reverse termination fee of $1 billion. Uh, Just how uh, and what circumstances that would be payable and if that was just the, the, the way for Elon to get out and he could just pay a billion and go away. Uh, that's a, a more complicated question. Uh, there is this uh, technical clause called specific performance, which Twitter has negotiated, which forces Elon to close the deal if every other closing condition uh, is met, including the financing uh, being available. And that, I think, uh, the sense is, is the most likely scenario. Everything else seems to be uh, in accordance. So it really is up to Elon to show up at closing with the money, and Twitter has the right to force him to do that. The question is, again, how much does Twitter want to fight him if Elon truly doesn't want to pay $44 billion? Does it, does it make sense for all sides to cut a deal in advance of that moment? Sujit Indap is the FT's U.S. Lex editor. Thanks, Sujit. Thanks, Mark. Good to talk to you. Cryptocurrency values have gone off a cliff this year. Bitcoin, for example, is now trading at around $20,000. That's about half of what its value was at the start of the year. Now, a lot of people have lost money from these investments going sour, but there's one group that's been hit especially hard, Black Americans. The FT's Taylor Nicole Rogers joins me now to talk more about this. Hey, Taylor. Hey, good to be back. Yeah, good to have you. Um, So... Why does this flight from the crypto market hurt black Americans more than, say, other demographic groups? 
Well, the simple answer is Black investors typically have less money and are more likely to put that money into cryptocurrency. When I was reporting out this story, I heard a lot of people talking about how they felt that like their families had historically been left out of the financial markets and the housing markets, and they wanted to get in early and invest big in crypto to make sure that didn't happen again, which obviously means that when crypto tanks all of a sudden, they're losing more money. Taylor, why were so many Black Americans in crypto to begin with? I mean, you cite a survey in the story you wrote that says a quarter of Black American investors owned crypto at the beginning of the year. I mean, that's a real chunky number. It is. And it's really interesting considering that Black investors historically tend to be the most conservative investors in the country. But when I was talking to people, the things that I heard over and over again is that the communities around cryptocurrency did a really good job of selling the story that this was an investment that could create financial freedom and independence from big banks that don't come across as particularly trustworthy. Okay, but crypto has just been one of many markets that have tanked this year. I mean, we talk about equities and and bond markets tanking constantly on this show. Why aren't they impacting Black Americans as much as crypto, or or are they? They're certainly impacting Black investors. And we saw this in the Great Recession, too. Black investors lost a lot of money when the housing market crashed and, of course, when the stock market crashes as well. But I think what makes this particularly concerning to people who follow cryptocurrency is that there's no guarantee that this market will come back. If you look at, you know, the the arc of history, everyone is pretty confident the stock market will eventually come back. But there's still a lot of people that worry that, all of these investments, these first-time investors that have put their life savings, their retirement savings, their kids' college savings into cryptocurrency, the, the question is, are those investments really secure? So what does this mean for the, the future of uh, crypto investing for Black Americans? Well, a lot of people are still really gung-ho about it. Really? Yeah, absolutely, which I found really surprising. Yeah, People are really, really desperate for a way to build wealth. I mean, the wealth gap in this country between Black and white Americans is absolutely out of control and getting wider every single day. And cryptocurrency has been presented as a way to close that. And in the absence of any other solutions, I think people are really going to hold on to this idea. And I hope they're right. Taylor Nicole Rogers is the FT's U.S. Labor and Equality Correspondent. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Mark. In Egypt's capital, a beloved feature of the city's landscape is nearly gone. The government is removing Cairo's iconic houseboats to make way for urban redevelopment. But the FT's Hiba Saleh says that in the process, the city is losing an important piece of its character. Architectural historians say there were hundreds of houseboats, and then in 1966, the remaining houseboats were um, asked to moor in that particular stretch, which is a few hundred meters. It's not huge. They are built on floating platforms, barrels in general, and uh, moored to to the land, of course, and there's a little bridge. And then there are um, the rooms are surrounded by uh, terraces. Most of them are two stories, and they have an internal staircase. I mean, inside it looks very much like a home. Heba says it's still not entirely clear why these houseboats are being removed. 
What we know is that the banks of the river in Cairo are being turned into, um, it's called the promenade. And so it's um, a concrete walkway on various banks of the river and cafes and shops are springing on the walkway. It's a project spearheaded by the military. There are really no details as to what's going to happen there, but what we were told or what we've heard this um, senior official from the Ministry of Irrigation say is that this place is going to be redeveloped. Now, infrastructure and redevelopment can be a good thing for cities, but it always comes at a cost, like here with the houseboats. I think the city has lost part of its memory, really. There is a wealth of of history and of culture behind these houseboats. They're uh, also a feature in, in culture, in novels, in the cinema. And they're the last remaining houseboats in Cairo. Hiba Saleh is the FT's Cairo correspondent. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.